You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I'm Alexis Roberts. Um, You guys probably know me from TikTok, Instagram, or if you have been following along with my podcast, welcome back. But today I'm here with Madison Speck, and we're going to be talking all about the struggles with weight loss and just kind of giving you guys some tips and tricks and some things we have up our sleeves to help you guys with those last few pounds that you're trying to get rid of. So Madison, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so happy to get to be here today. Um, So I will say I am a recent graduate from the University of Georgia with a degree in dietetics and a minor in nutrition sciences. So right now I'm doing virtual weight loss, nutrition coaching, and I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, I guess as a child, I wasn't very active growing up and I struggled with my weight forever. Um, when I first got into nutrition and fitness, I could not do a sit up. I could not run more than a couple minutes at a time. <laughs> Same girl. Um, and yes, <laughs> we, we all got to start somewhere. Um, but I did end up getting into fitness and nutrition in high school. I lost the weight. However, I did so in unhealthy ways. So like, for example, my personal trainer recommended that I eat a thousand calories per day. Yes, for a growing teenager, which is so wrong, so, so, so wrong. And this misinformation and like the disordered eating patterns I grew to have from eating that way is really what led me to pursuing this field in college. So my mission and my overarching goal is just to help other women lose weight in a healthy, stress-free, body-positive way. Yes, body positivity and weight loss can coexist. Yes, I love that. I'm I feel like both of our platforms and stuff are very similar. We, we believe in the same things. We like to push the same things and just kind of practice what we preach and show that to everyone that's following us and listening to this podcast and stuff. So what do you think is the biggest reason people are struggling to lose weight? And do we just like want to dive head into all of this? Yeah, let's get to it. I love, love, love talking about this part. Um, okay. So for you guys listening in YouTube, Alexis, ask yourself this how many times have I committed to new workouts or diets or food rules that ended up not really getting me much further along towards my goals? Oh, a thousand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So after after working with a lot of weight loss clients, I've come up with essentially two main theories as to why, like the biggest reasons as to why people really struggle to lose weight. So the first one, we'll talk about both of these in depth. The first one is the key to why your motivation is failing you. The second one is what I like to call the weight loss paradigm. Paradigm just means essentially model. So mm-hmm. these are both very relevant and can be equally at fault too. All right. So number one, your motivation isn't failing at all. It's doing its job well. So motivation is that thing that sparks that fire inside of you. It makes you want to start that new program, turn a new leaf, uh, switch up your lifestyle. It's essentially the I want. Right. And I feel like that's the, that's the main, like once you get past that motivation and you figure out like, okay, yes, I want to do this. I want to start this new journey. That's when everyone's like, all right, let's do it. But then everyone has such a hard time finding that motivation to get there. So I feel like that's the main part. Once you start, it's, it's so much easier once you start. Well, and that, that's the thing too. So like, yes, the motivation is so important to get you started. Mm-hmm. But the key here is that the motivation isn't the thing that's going to keep you going. No. What a yeah. lot of clients initially like just the beginning of this equation. 
Exactly. It's, they really need that determination. So determination is that I need, it's what gets you out of bed early in the morning, get that workout, what tells you to put down the soda, put down the sweets, not binge on chocolate and treats at night, not give up when you're crying on the bathroom floor after weighing yourself. So that is like the most important part is determination. And that's essentially what stops you from returning to your old habits. Um, now determination, it does not act alone. So determination and discipline go hand in hand. And right. Remember, maybe even the other day when you planned on working out, but something, you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes, came up, um, could have been that you didn't have the time or that you're a little tired. And then you told yourself something like, I'll do it Sunday when I have nothing else, or I'll make up for it tomorrow by insert whatever bribe you're using. Um, we all do this. We all do this in some capacity. We negotiate with ourselves because there are conflicting desires that you have within yourself. And one part of you is saying, yes, I want this goal. And one part of you might be scared, might be just feeling more comfortable staying where you are. So having that discipline to sort of channel that determination in is what's going to override those thoughts that really hold you back. So right. if you need it in one sentence, discipline is like that ability to stop letting yourself negotiate with your own mind. And it's the I will. Right. I love that. I love that you've separated the two motivation and discipline because I feel like a lot of people like to look at them as one and they don't realize there is a, there is a difference there and one is getting you going and one is keeping you going. So I like that you reach that to your clients. Yes. Okay. So now I know that that all sounds so abstract. So we're going to review and then I do have some actual tips for you guys on this first thing. So, Perfect. Um, so just to review motivation, that's the, I want we usually got that. It's not easy to, and it's not hard to come by. It might not last long. Um, determination. That's the I need. And this is what makes a huge impact alongside of number three, that discipline, which is the I will. Exactly. So now that we have kind of reviewed that, the actual tips, here's a little exercise you can do. It's a three-step exercise. So number one, write out three things that motivate you. These are the things that make you feel that spark of, I want to do this. So for example, some, some things that I've heard are to wear a bikini confidently, to look better in certain styles of clothes, to feel sexier and more energy. Um, can you think of any other motivations, Alexis? Yeah. So I know for sure some of the clients that we work with down at the gym that I've been working at, they're moms. And so they, they want to be able to be healthier and run around and play with their kids and like just not be out of breath after one, running around the yard after one lap, right? Like you want to be able to go interact with your family, interact with your friends, just doing things on a daily basis and not being able to get out of breath pretty much like cleaning the house, something as simple as that, or like making your bed in the morning. Like you feel better. You, you are going to be more motivated to do better in all aspects of your life, not just your health and fitness. So I think that's a Absolutely. great thing to do is to come up with the three main things and just like I don't know, put it on your mirror or put it on a sticky note on your wall. So you see it when you wake up or something, just to remind yourself throughout the day of those main motivators in your life. Yes, absolutely. So these, so after you write out those three motivations, mm -hmm. keep that separate from what you're about to do next. So step two is to write out one reason why these things motivate you. So okay. you're essentially taking that, ex that uh, motivation and you're diving in deeper. So consider this as your determination. For example, for the girl who wants to wear that bikini more confidently, her determination may have been that she skipped out on pool parties or events. And then one step further would be seeing this as like 
her weight interfering with her social life and even further seeing that weight as the reason that she feels isolated or lacking confidence in social situations, which can impact her in way more important ways in the future as well. So really writing out these things as they get deeper and deeper, that's what creates that I need instead of that I want, which is so important. And as a side note, I do want to say you can be whatever weight, you can look however, and you can find that confidence within yourself to address these important issues. Um, People separate weight loss with body positivity, but that so does not have to be the case. Um, You you can absolutely love yourself and still want to change. And weight weight loss will not solve all of your problems, but it can definitely help. So that's step two. Step three, finally, write out one thing that you negotiate with yourself on. So be honest with yourself. What is one thing you can do to ensure that you 100% don't negotiate with yourself on this thing for this week? So for example, if you only have time to work out in the morning and you usually get up and talk yourself out of it, make it less stressful by you know choosing your workout clothes the night before, putting out those running shoes, having your water bottle ready to go, um, et cetera. So if your problem is night, if your problem is nighttime snacking and you end up negotiating with yourself to sort of keep eating more and more after dinner, plan for this, prepare like well-rounded snacks, healthy snacks with exciting foods included on the plate and just have it ready to go like in your fridge or pantry or something like that. So that's the three steps that could help you with this first problem. Yeah, I like what you said about the setting things out um, the night before and planning your workout for the morning and stuff. But for me personally, um, this is just like a personal example. I find that I absolutely dread running in the morning. I would much rather do it after I'm awake and like in the afternoon, like four o'clock, five o'clock ish. That's just like my go-to time for a long run. Cause in the morning I'm like, no, give me my coffee. Give me my breakfast. I don't want to go for a run right now, but I'm much more mm-hmm. willing to do say a body weight workout while staying in the house or bike ride on our stationary bike or something like that. So find out, like figure out what makes you happy to do in the morning. Don't force yourself to do something that you're like dreading and like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to do this. Like find something that makes you happy. And it also helps make you look forward to it. Like, like if you go to a personal training or orange theory, like you look forward to going to meet with your personal trainer or meeting your friends at orange theory or something like that. And it helps you look forward to it, which can help motivate you and push you to do it even more. So I think that's a good tip too, is making sure that you're enjoying what you're doing and enjoying what you're eating with the foods and snacking and stuff like that. So I really like that. I like those three steps. Those are really good. Yes. I love that you mentioned that too, because honestly, the best workout is just the one that you enjoy doing. Right. When it's actually fun. Don't push yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Don't push yourself to do something you hate. (laughs) Yeah. No, if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So the second thing that we need to consider is something called the weight loss paradigm. So consider this scenario. You're on a road trip and in order to get from point A to point B, three things have to come into play. Your behaviors, like driving the car, filling it with gas, turning the wheel, just any kind of action. Second, your attitudes. Are you an aggressive driver? Do you have road rage? Are you a slow granny driver, Sunday cruising? Are you frustrated? Do you enjoy the drive? You get the point. So it's like the mental aspects. And third is the roadmap. So this is essentially your existing knowledge on how to carry out the road trip. This could include directions, plans, like when to leave or what car to drive, um, what you know about the safety of the roads, traffic, weather, et cetera. So we have those three different things in mind. Now consider having no roadmap or even the wrong roadmap. 
it doesn't matter how positive your attitude is or how fast you drive the car or how much gas you fill up on, how many turns you take, because you will not make it from point A to point B without having those right directions or the knowledge of the road that you're trying to take. So the roadmap is what directs that behavior to act on and the attitudes to uphold essentially. So that's an example of what I call the weight loss paradigm. Just like in the road trip example, your weight loss journey needs to include considerations for those three things. So your behaviors, you can eat healthier or work out more or try crazy diet tricks that don't actually work. And it might not end up leaving you like with any weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like you can exercise all the time, restrict all you want, have a billion food rules and still end up with nothing. Um, Same thing with attitude. You can wake up with a positive mindset. You could be motivated all you want, but that doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Um, so that, that key component really is that roadmap. And what I mean here is just a plan of action and educate education regarding what to eat, how to eat, how to recover after bad days, etc. Um, so three options here with this roadmap. A, you might not have one, which obviously will leave you feeling lost. Um, second, you might have the wrong one, which will take you somewhere, but maybe not like exactly where you want to end up. For example, say you're trying keto, but you love carbs. That's probably not going to work. If you're you. tra- it's not going to work. And for the same thing, if you're a frequent snacker and you try intermittent fasting, like that's just setting yourself up for failure. So exactly. you might have the wrong plan. And third or C, lastly, this would be the one that works for you. The one that's flexible, fits your energy needs, your cravings, dislikes, preferences, schedule, just everything about you. Um, and this is how I help my clients. So in the next little section here, I'm going to share the five main points that uh, we always address. So we go through in depth about everything that makes them them and their unique situation. Or So we go through in depth about everything that makes them who they are and what makes their situation unique. And from there, I use evidence-based practice to sort of create this plan of action to get them going that provides a ton of support, accountability, check-ins, tips, tricks, you name it, it's in there. Right. Um, I love that because you're pretty much building their life, like you're expanding their lifestyle and making it more of a healthy lifestyle rather than, I know like the roadmap and the plan and stuff, but it, it's pretty much a lifestyle and it that's something that's sustainable for everyone. Certain fad diets and these tips and weight loss pills and drops and whatever the metabolism boosters and everything like that you see on social media these days, like not everything's going to work for everyone and you've got to create a healthy lifestyle for yourself. So one, you're not holding yourself to a strict plan that you have to like good or bad, you have to follow. You want to be able to be like, just live. And if you all like being happy and just living with a healthy lifestyle, it's like, you're never going to want to let that go because you're going to feel good. You're going to look good and you're going to be a good person in general because you're going to feel better. So I think that's really good that you're just like focusing on each individual person and creating their own path, so to say. Absolutely. Um, One thing I do want to kind of touch on is I don't know your experience because I know you're also a graduate student in master's in nutrition, but I know that in my like four years of undergrad and in my master's now, we have not once learned about a single, single diet pill, metabolism booster, anything like that. Nope. uh Uh-uh. We will. I probably, I won't (laughs) like, that's just not like, no, that's it's not evidence-based. It's not proven to help anyone ever like not even rats. (laughs) So it's like, no, we, that's not, you, everyone here listening knows I don't condone any of that. Like I hate all that stuff. (laughs) 
I just wanted to point that out because I yeah. am like just astonished with the amount of people that I hear coming to me saying that they've tried something like oh this, gosh, right? which is a huge money suck. Like spend your money on like, I don't know, some fruits, some vegetables, right? <laughs> something Go to that'll the actually market. help you feel good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, oh and it's God, funny too, insane. that a lot of people like complain of, you know, I want to like reach my goals. I want to be healthier, but I don't have the money. Well, guess what? Guess, guess what you just spent $80 on last yeah, month. Something you know? that like, <laughs> exactly. I really want to talk about this challenge that's going around on TikTok, the 75 day hard challenge. Have you heard of it, Alexis? Yes, I have. I've seen it on TikTok. I haven't looked into it, but that's, I've seen it on TikTok. Okay. Okay. So essentially I just want to say right off the bat, it's not wrong and it's not necessarily right either. It's just up to the person, whoever is participating in the challenge and it could be other challenges like this too. So um, this challenge in particular is called 75 day hard. Essentially for 75 days straight, you have to do five different things. You have to follow a diet, no cheat days. You have to work out for two 45 minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. You have to drink a gallon of water a day, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day and take a progress picture every single day. And the whole point of it is if you mess up one day, you go right back to day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, wow. it's really, it's, yeah, it's intense. And I know a lot of people are like kind of jumping on things like that right now. And I think that it can be a good thing and it can build your confidence in yourself for when things go right. But I also want to say, like, there's the biggest struggle going on when you get to, let's say, day 10, and then you mess up, and you have to go back to day one, and then you do it again, and you get to day nine or whatever, and mess up, go back to day one. I want to just tell you and to encourage you that whenever you're on this weight loss journey or on your challenge journey or whatever you're doing, and you mess up, you are not, 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 not going back to day one. It's like, I lo- okay, I love, like, road trip or, like, like, driving examples. It's like if you're at point A and you start driving towards point B across the country, you don't get a a quarter of the way there, make a wrong turn, and then decide, oh, I need to go all the way back to point A just so I can go back to point B. No, you you stop where you are, you make that U-turn real quick, even if that means you drove 10 minutes in the wrong direction or whatever, you turn around, and you keep going towards point B. So I just wanted to give that little like tidbit of motivation because you're not starting over, you're learning something every single time, and you are still making incredible strides and incredible progress. I love that. I had no idea where you were going with all that at first. I was like, okay, where should I was? Not where you, <laughs> I got where you going with that. But then once you like, I, I love that because that's been one of my big things when seeing kids do this on TikTok and stuff and reading the comments of people being like, oh my gosh, I did it for three days. I feel like such a failure or something like that. Cause yeah. I, like, like we talked about, we, we don't like to set people up for failures. We want them to like continue to just keep going. But I love that you pointed that out. Cause like, if you've been doing this insane challenge for 10, 15 days, there's no way if you mess up on day 16, you're going to be like how you were at day one, you're already changed a dramatic amount. So there's no way Absolutely. you're going to backtrack that much. So I love that you pointed that out. That is such a and key thing to make. Let, sure let me, you know. let me also say too, you can make your own challenge. So let's say that the whole 75 hard thing did not work for you. Let's say instead of 90 minutes a day, you want to do 30 minutes a day and it can be inside or outside. doesn't matter. And let's say that you want to follow this diet for 
you know, six days out of the week and just try to be conscious of what you're eating on the seventh day and drink maybe half a gallon instead of a full gallon. Like you can create your own challenge and you could be so freaking proud of yourself for just doing that too. It doesn't have to be created by a professional or someone who's hardcore or anything like that. Just, just pick something to do and go for it and stick with it. Oh my gosh, exactly. That's 100%. Like creating your own challenges are almost like even more fun, I think, because then you're just challenging yourself. You're not competing with anyone else. It's just like, you're yeah. just seeing if you can do it yourself or like you and your friends, like when your friends come up with something, I think that's way more fun anyways. But yes, I love that you just like touched on that. So that's amazing. Yes, definitely. Okay. So now that we have covered that fun topic, um, the five main points that are crucial to weight loss that I help my clients with include nutrition exercise, hydration, sleep, and mind or mindfulness. Um, Those are the, literally, I live, live and breathe by those five things. Yes, absolutely. So you listening at home or in your car or wherever you are, grab a pen and a piece of paper or open your notes app because you do not want to miss this. Um, All right. So number one, under nutrition, I focus on three main categories or components. So I focus on calories, macros, and then fruits and vegetables. So calories, we kind of all know generally what a calorie is. It's that unit of energy we're either consuming or burning. Um, It's commonly known that if you burn 3,500 calories more than you eat, aka a deficit, that you'll be in a pound, that you will lose a pound of fat. So it's listed at the very top of those nutrition labels, very easy to see how many calories are in while you're eating. So if you want to lose a pound a week, let's say you need to consume about 500 less calories each day than you burn. Um, exercise can help with this, but your nutrition is like 80% of the work. So got to focus in on that nutrition. Um, next are macros. So you may or may not have heard of macros. This is essentially just the big molecules that make up your food and therefore make up your calories too. So three main types, we've got fat carbs, AKA like carbohydrates, and then finally protein. The most important thing that you need to remember is that you need all three of these things. You do not need a no-fat diet or a no-carb diet to lose weight. Um, In fact, carbs are your body's main energy source. So um, these three things are all, yeah. I was going to say, my first um, Nutrition 101 episode is on macronutrients. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I go into very detail about all protein, carbs, and fats. So if you're still confused after hearing us chat about it, go and listen to that episode. I promise you won't be confused after listening to that episode. (laughs) I say the more you can learn about macros, the better off you are, because I know a lot of people come to me saying that they've tried restricting their calories. And then I look at what they've been eating and it's like mostly just empty carbs or mostly like protein and nothing else. And that's why they're starving all day. Exactly. Um, but yes. So a tip here would be ensuring that you have like some kind of protein source uh, about maybe the size of your fist, a carb source, again, the size of your fist, and then a serving of healthy fat, which is usually like a tablespoon or two tablespoons if it's some kind of nut butter. Um, and then a heaping serving of veggies that just adds bulk and makes you feel full. So that can be a really great tip just to having that first step to having balanced macros. Um, next, I know this is not exciting, but you got, you need to learn this uh, for fruits and veggies. I use the USDA MyPlates recommendation based on age and sex. So it's really easy to look up. Just go to Google type in USDA, my plate, fruits and vegetables, and it should pop up. You should be able to see um, how many fruits and vegetables you need based on your age and your sex. So that's nutrition. Next, I focus on exercise because yes, it is important for weight loss. 
this part is dependent on the client. Uh, so a good starting point for exercise is aiming for somewhere around 150 minutes or more per week if you're just starting out. And from there, I take it all the way up to up to four to five hours per week if you're someone who's already active um, and used to that. So the key here is that a lot of people think that you only need to do high intensity workouts or like hit workouts. And that is not the case at all to lose weight. And I know Alexis knows a lot about um, exercise and everything, considering her undergraduate degrees in this. So you guys ask her all these questions and listen to her because she knows what she's talking about. Um, so doing too many of these like high intensity workouts can actually increase a stress hormone called cortisol. And that hormone ultimately can make you retain or gain body fat, especially around your stomach, which I know for a lot of people is a problem area. Um, right. So, so think about that. Just touching on this a little bit. Um, She's right. It, 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 you need to switch up your workouts in order to just like have results anyways. So um, I'm trying to think of something that like hitting a plateau with, with, I don't know. I can't think of anything at the moment, but like whenever you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. So if you're doing just running or just walking or just arm workouts or just like, like one thing all the time, that's your go-to, you do it every single time, your body's going to get used to these movements. Your body just does it naturally. And you know what you're supposed to be doing that day, but say you have like a call that changes it up or you have to go to a lunch with a friend that changes it up or something. You're constantly thinking and having to focus on changing the movements and your muscles do the same thing. They constantly have to think about the next movement and it's called muscle confusion. I talked about it in one of my other episodes with um, Kim about the athletics, athletes nutrition, but the more you can confuse your muscles throughout the week, even throughout a like a single workout, the better results you're going to get, the better your muscles are going to build up. So these are, Yes, I love this tip because please don't be doing the same thing all the time. And especially high intensity workouts, it's not necessary. Like people underestimate walking so much. Like everyone's always like, what can I do instead of running? And I'm like, just walk. Like I walk sometimes, like just walk. Like <laughs> it's underestimated so much. So yes, I love that tip. That's a, that's a, that's key. Yes. I love that you said, um, like the way that you explained muscle confusion just then was like so spot on. I don't know yeah. if you came up with that or you heard it somewhere, but it, that I love hearing that because I think like when we start to talk in like scientific terms and everything, it can be hard to actually apply. But even just if you're listening to that very briefly, that was like right. the perfect way to explain it. So I, I definitely love that. Um, yeah. So those are the first two steps. Next we have hydration, which is sort of under like under what's it called um overlooked that's what overlooked. i was trying to say <laughs> yes hydration is overlooked um so i typically suggest about half your body weight in ounces of water so if you weigh 150 pounds try drinking around 75 ounces of water it may not come all on the first day but as you just add a little bit every single day that could be a good way to start getting more hydrated and actually being hydrated can help you feel like more awake, more energized, more alert. Um, and sometimes when you feel like eating, you actually might just be thirsty. So try having some water. Obviously, if you're still hungry, eat after that too. Right. Um, yeah. One of my tips for hydration is I, I like to recommend for people eating three meals a day with two snacks in between each meal. And that's like, I, it works for me. It works for a lot of people that I know. I know everyone's going to be different, but I always suggest having like a 16 glass. 16 ounce glass cup of water, like at every single meal and snack. So if you're having a 16 ounces of water at every meal and snack, that's five, 
a day, you'd hit 80 ounces of water easily. So if you just make it a note that every time you eat, have a glass of water. So you aren't having to carry around the reusable water bottle or anything like that. If you feel like that's a burden or you, you forget it places and you just like can't remember, just try to apply the, the habit of drinking water at the same time as your meals every single time. And I promise you, it'll become a habit faster than you think it will. And it would be so much easier if you like do it this way. Yes. I, I love that. I'm one of those people that carries around that annoyingly large water bottle, oh, but same. if you don't want to do that, then, then I do, I do love that tip. Um, so next is sleep. If you think that sacrificing your sleep to work out when you're getting less than seven hours of sleep is a good idea, you need to think again. Um, not getting enough sleep can mess with your body's hormones, metabolism, and can make you even feel extra cravings when you know, getting enough sleep would have prevented all of these things. So all these things can end up leading to that weight gain that you're trying to not only prevent, but to combat in the first place. Exactly. So there are, there are tons of studies um, from the US and from around the world just showing that there is a significant relationship between that higher BMI and that lack of sleep. So aim for between seven hours, seven to nine hours a night at least. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's a good goal to aim for. Get off TikTok, you know, just go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. I need to tell myself that sometimes, but for sleep, I know a lot of people's problem areas are around their bellies and their belly fat and their love handle area. And when we are getting like less sleep than we need, so typically less than seven hours of sleep, this is where our body actually holds on to our body fat. So one of the main problems for majority of the U.S. population and around in other countries in the world too is around our belly fat area, and it's mainly due to sleep. So if you just start getting enough sleep at night, I promise you the fat in the areas that you're trying to get rid of in those so-called problem areas in your stomach, it's going to start falling off your body a lot easier because you're getting enough sleep. Like she just said, it messes with your hormones and your metabolism and everything like that. So that's where everything's being hold on, held on to. And a lot of it could probably be water weight too. But if you're getting enough sleep, it's going to help fix all of these issues. Yes, definitely. And I like that you said that it'll help it fall off your body more easily. It, getting enough sleep alone will not make you lose oh, weight. Yeah, you no. obviously <laughs> still have to eat well and exercise. But no, that's why I like, you, I like that you said um, more easily because yeah, it does do absolutely it help. Right. It's not going to do it absolutely. on its own. All of these in combination. <laughs> yes. So last but not least, um, I think this is something I know that I skip over a lot, especially when I get busy, but um, mindfulness and meditation. So I urge my clients to take at least 15 minutes every single day to do absolutely nothing but reflect. So this could mean anything like meditation, stretching, coloring, journaling, a quiet bath, literally anything that just relaxes you and gives you time to think. Um, and doing this can actually help calm some of those stress hormones we were just talking about and give you a larger mental capacity to sort of overcome all the obstacles that appear throughout your day, throughout your week, and in your weight loss journey overall. Right. I love that. I, I love speaking on mindfulness when it comes to food because a lot of people, when they have eating disorders or like just problems with food in general, a lot of it has to do with our brain more so than our physical body. And I've talked about it in previous episodes before, but I will continue to talk about it because it's something that needs to be known that especially with binge eating or eating disorders and things, whenever you say you have a binge one night and stuff, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage people to 
journal how it made them feel. What foods do they eat before their binge that maybe triggered their binge? How are they feeling right before? And the more you do this, the more you're going to be able to understand your body and understand what the root problem to it actually is because it's not the food. Normally it's something that's happening in motions and things like that. So mindfulness is, mindfulness is just key when it comes to a healthy diet and lifestyle. And even when it comes to just like sitting and scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or something while eating food at the same time, you tend to eat your food so much faster. You don't pay attention to it. You're not actually enjoying the meal you're eating, which tends to cause people to eat more calories than they would have in the first place because they're just like mindfully snacking and eating their food and not actually realizing when they're full. So I love that you have this as one of your tips because I think mindfulness is probably one of the key components and like huge things that a lot of people don't even like relate back to their food and their health fitness lifestyle. Absolutely. And I love what you said about like eating while you're doing something else. I noticed. So I, I love, I love like actually eating, which kind of sounds like crazy, but I know we all can maybe relate to that, but I notice when I'm watching TV or scrolling through an app while I'm eating, I look down and my plate is just completely empty without even really realizing it or without, without enjoying it. And so then I kind of feel like I need more food to be satisfied, even though I'm already full, sort of like that mental component. Exactly. Um, So I, I think that putting away the phone, just turning off the TV while you eat at least is a really good idea. Right. Oh my gosh. That, well, I loved everything you just said. I think this is a, this is an amazing episode for all of my listeners and everyone that comes along with this podcast, because these are some questions that I get all the time. Like people don't understand the simple basics of just living a healthy lifestyle and feeling better as a whole. So I love that you put this together. And I just think that was amazing information for everyone. So thank you so much. I want to end this episode with, uh, I always ask everyone three simple questions just about them. So the first one is what's your favorite food? Of course. Oh my gosh, does it have to be a real food or can it be like dessert? No, anything. Any, any what, anything. what is your favorite thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, right now I'm obsessed with like a hot melty brownie with oh. a scoop of ice cream. That is like, that is, I will eat so clean throughout the day. I will eat straight lettuce grilled chicken just so that I can enjoy like a big piece of like a dessert at night or something like that. So yeah, that's my favorite own? food. <laughs> Do you make your own? Yes, absolutely. I love, love, love to bake. Um, The brownie? Yeah. Oh, it's just like classic, unhealthy. Like it's called. (laughs) If you actually. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not about to like mess around with some healthy dessert recipes. No, no, no. I go straight (laughs) for it. And this recipe that I use is called Better Than a Boyfriend Brownies. So if you type that in on Google, it might pop up. Better Um, than a boyfriend. I love yes, that. I'll put that, that in the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in the show notes yes. so people can like see that and be like, search this. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. The next one is, what is your favorite form of exercise? Oh shoot! Okay, I am an Orange Theory coach, so obviously I love Orange Theory. But since like I do know that I need to not just go to Orange Theory five times a week, I've actually get, been getting more into weight training. So really? I've been really enjoying weight training. Um, keeps your heart rate up and but it's not that same level of like oh my god I'm gonna die so, right yes yeah <laughs> I've, done, I've done orange theory before too and I love it but I understand there's a there's a big difference between orange theory and weight training even though they do have that aspect to it yes for right. sure for sure so that's my favorite right now love that I love that you're like trying new things too that's fun <laughs> yes. 
Okay. And the last question is what keeps you motivated to live the lifestyle you're living? Oh my gosh. Wow. That's you guys. I just want to let you know, like whenever I listen to podcasts and I hear like three questions being asked at the end, I assume that like they know the questions beforehand. She did not give me these questions beforehand. So what keeps me motivated to keep living the lifestyle that I'm living? So I've got to say the thing that keeps me motivated is I can't be a professional like nutritionist and future dietitian and serve you as I want to serve you if I'm not also following those things, if I'm not also taking those, that 15 minutes a day, you know, to reflect on my struggles and my accomplishments throughout the day, if I'm not taking that 30 minutes a day to be active, if I'm not eating my fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, and I think right. that's, but that's really the biggest thing that keeps me motivated is that I want to serve other people at the biggest capacity that I can. And I can only do that if I'm also living in that way. Right. I agree with that 1,010% because just practice what you preach. That's what I always, that's just always in my head. I'm like, how am I going to get everyone else to believe in me and what I stand for if I don't do it myself? So, which I do love to show like my mess up days and things like that. Cause I mean, no, one's perfect. Right. But I know absolutely. I 1000% believe with that, believe that because I'm in the same boat as you are right now. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you so much again for having me on this podcast. Um, and for you guys listening to, I think it really just helps to fill up your cup when you talk to like-minded people and people interested in the same things as you. Um, so thank you so much for having me. And if you want to check out my Instagram or TikTok, I definitely am more active on TikTok lately. It's WT loss dietitian. So weight loss dietitian, WT loss D I E T I T I A N. Um, that's TikTok. And then on Instagram, it's the whole thing spelled out. So actual word weight loss dietitian. Um, awesome. And I yeah. will make sure to add all of that, all of her places where you can find her into the show notes. So you can just click and go straight to all of your stuff. I'll make sure to put awesome. all of that in there. Regardless of where you are in your weight loss journey, regardless if you're 12 years old or 52 years old, whatever your goal is in mind, you can achieve it. I've worked with people who wanted to lose 10 pounds all the way up to 140 pounds. Let me tell you, it is possible. So please, please, please do not give up on yourself. Right. I love that. Yes. Everyone just keep trying, keep pushing. You'll get there. And thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I think this is an amazing episode. People are going to benefit so much from it. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you all so much for joining us today and listening to this episode. I appreciate all of your support. Remember to follow us both on Instagram and TikTok. And remember to follow my Instagram podcast at nutritionbylex dot or period podcast. And I will talk to you guys again next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I'll be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.